There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. In the book of Matthew, we read that Jesus told His disciples to go get a colt. And if any man says anything to you, tell them the Lord hath need of them and straightway he will send them with you. I am like when donkey was going on a road, the donkey don't have any value. But Jesus Christ, when he sat on donkey, the donkey got a value. But when I was in world, I am like donkey with no value. When God enters into my life and he was staying in my life, God changed everything, everything. He, he gave he gave me value. He, people started recognizing me as a child of God. Before that, no one has recognized me. I don't have any value in, but with, I am the child of God. He gave the value by he is coming and entering into my life. Now in America, we all know that it is not a very high compliment to be called a donkey. I'm not sure what India's culture is like, but this young lady from India refers to herself as a donkey. <laughs> what a great picture. She's not talking from her native Indian culture, but she's speaking from a born-again Christian perspective. Did you catch what she said? God changed everything. He gave me value. The title of this episode is things that make me stand. And one of the chiefest foundation stones for the Christian is their identity in Christ. Do you know who you are? I've got a hunch you are closer to a donkey than you would like to admit. <laughs> I'm afraid I am. But with Jesus in the saddle, with Jesus at the reins, with Jesus as Lord, now I have direction. I have purpose. I have someone greater than myself to trust. In Christ, I am valuable. I am loved. That's the testimony of Shaliti. Now, Shaliti is not her real name, but I am keeping Shaliti's real identity a semi-secret. She is not ashamed of her Lord, but she is from India, and she is from a Hindu family, so claiming Christ is a criminal offense. And I want her testimony to exalt the Lord and refresh your soul, not endanger her. In her native language, Shaliti's real name actually means 
sacred one, special flower. It's actually a very popular name for Indian girls. But her story is fascinating because over and over in her life, God whispers to her and reveals himself to her. She is sacred in his sight. So much so that today, in the midst of rejection, in the midst of war, Shaliti is standing strong in her faith. It started when she was eight years old. And it's kind of hard for most of us listening to imagine an absolute ignorance of a one true God. You see, Shaliti had grown up under serious idol worship, being taught that there are many gods and being taught that it's our job to appease them all and find the one that works best for us. So a neighbor who goes to church every week and believes in one God comes to Shaliti's mother who believes in hundreds of gods, and the neighbor tries to explain spiritual truth. Now, I don't know how well this lady knew the Bible, and I don't know how good Shaliti's memory is. She told me that she was listening to the neighbor and her mother from another room. But Shaliti remembers the lady saying, if you pray to Jesus, he will give you what you want. You know, I don't read that in the Bible. In fact, that sounds more like Hinduism. Hey, my dear neighbor friend, I found a God that actually gives me what I want. <laughs> no, that is not the way you want to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. However, no matter how accurate Shaliti's memory is, she says that she didn't get candy very often. And she really liked sweets and fruit. So she decided that night to go in and ask Jesus for some candy. All right, the chocolate God. I mean, this is really bad, right? An eight-year-old girl is going to ask Jesus for chocolate. And the chocolate God or the Jesus God or whoever he is, well, the Jesus God that I read about in the Bible is not real interested in giving out candy. But... The God I read about in the Bible does do things to build our faith. I don't know about anything. We are just pure idol worshippers. And one, one sister from my local area, uh, she's a believer of God. Uh, every, every week she was going to church. And one day, with, uh, with the guidance of uh, uh, God, she came to our house. She's friend to my mother and I was so, so small, eight years old. Uh, and I was like, knee, I just need home and I was asking God that that was my first prayer in my life to Jesus. At eight o'clock or something, I was praying to God. I want to eat um, some uh, some food items uh, from outside. So uh, uh, I haven't said to bring to my father, but I was praying to God. By nine and nine thirty, I slept. Uh, on the day night, my father came uh, by eleven thirty, and uh, without. They don't know that I prayed for all the things that I want to eat. He bought a big bag of all items for eating and he woke me up and he was giving the packet to my hands. It, it, it is a small thing. For, for children, it is a big thing. For now, it, it was like that is the first 
God, listen my prayer. That is my first prayer. And he answered immediately. Now I will remind you that this cup of good news is not titled the candy God or the tooth fairy God. It is titled Things That Make Me Stand. And maybe our wonderful, gracious Lord is justified in answering a Hindu child's prayer when she uses his name. Shaliti did not begin going to church at eight years old. She did not have a Bible to read. She continued to grow up surrounded by idols and spiritual darkness. She told me that by the time she was 13, she was very worldly, meaning on one hand there were idols and spiritual issues, but as she entered her teenage years, she wanted beauty and popularity and basically affection. She watched lots of movies, she said, both Hollywood and Bollywood, I imagine, and these movies told her that a boyfriend would be the key to acceptance and happiness. Oh, how she longed for a boyfriend that would cherish her and admire her and care for her. But Shaliti had no one. She dreamed about it, longed for it, pined for a boy like the movies portrayed. One day, as Shaliti rode in the city bus, she gazed out the window, reliving movie scenes in her mind and feeling sorry for herself. She says that she decided to pray for a boyfriend. She did not pray to Jesus this time. I don't know if there is a boyfriend God in Hinduism. She just prayed, throwing that request out to the spiritual world. She was simply asking for someone to love her. My heart, my sure. heart was asking, I want a boyfriend. So I should ask God, I want boyfriend. No one is loving me. I don't know what is that love, but by seeing the worldly things, by seeing movies and everything, I was traveling in a bus and uh, I was thinking and I was sitting beside a window seat, sir. And suddenly I was thinking these all things in my mind and uh, uh, I was asking to God. I just said only God, not Jesus or someone. One auto is going beside my uh, bus, one auto. So there is a one signal, a red signal, so that auto stopped beside my bus and that auto, on auto, uh, I, sh I saw a caption that Jesus loves you. But I don't know what is Jesus, but beside that tattoo I saw, Jesus loves you, a quote they have printed on auto. On the same moment, I don't know about Jesus Christ, but at the age of 8, he answered my first prayer. At the age of 13, I don't, I don't know what is the meaning of love, but I want someone to love me so much. And he was saying, Jesus loves you, I love you. He have replied immediately to my situation. Jesus loves you? That got Shaliti's attention. Now, it wasn't clear to me if this was on a bumper sticker or if someone had scrawled it on their car, but Jesus loves you is not one of the more common messages a person sees in India. They're not on every other bumper sticker. Truly, God was seeking this girl. And I want to pause here and encourage you, as you go to the store or the library or work or the marketplace, you don't know what the Spirit of God is doing in people's lives. 
We have to have an eye of faith, believing that God is not willing for any to perish. And Jesus sends us out there to be his witnesses. I mean, he can send bumper stickers, but how much more if another person speaks truth and grace and righteousness to us? Let me fast forward. Shaliti is intelligent. She earned a possibility to study medicine abroad. And though her father had to take out a significant loan, he sent her to study abroad in Ukraine. You've heard of this country in this podcast, yes? Now, Ukraine has more evangelical Christians than any other country in Europe, which might be one reason the enemy has stirred up so much turmoil there. Shaliti is still a Hindu, but she is also aware of Jesus Christ. And when she came to Kharkov, one of her Indian classmates gave her a Bible. This was a new experience for Shaliti, but she latched onto it. She also began going to churches, but she told me she purposed to only believe what was written. She did not want to believe a man or preaching only. She wanted to see it in the Bible. And so she heard. But Shaliti is a Hindu. She brought idols with her to Ukraine. After all, she needs all the karma and good luck she can get so as to do well in medical school. I think many international people face situations like Shaliti. Their culture and their upbringing are deeply rooted in their souls. But the truth of God's word, when they hear it, begins to illuminate the darkness of their soul. And choices must be made. For Shaliti, the final decision, or the consequential decision, I might say, came in Ukraine. Her dear friend, the one who gave her the Bible, came to the brink of failure. And for Asians in general, far too much emphasis and identity are placed on one's ability to achieve and succeed. Shaliti's friend was struggling to pass and became overwhelmed with nerves and with anxiety. She had already been forced to do a year over, and if she did not come through in certain classes, she would fail again and be forced to return to India without a diploma. The stress brought on Bell's palsy to her face. She was hospitalized, and things were grim. Naturally, Shaliti was greatly concerned for her friend. So just before exam time, she and another girl from the church decided to fast and pray for the, her friend for three days. Now, I didn't get the details if they fasted with water only, but during this fast, Shaliti not only interceded for her friend, but she also got into God's word. The Holy Spirit led her to read from Isaiah, and Shaliti saw the evil and antichristness of trusting in idols. Early in Isaiah, this is established. Here, I'll read it. From Isaiah chapter 2, And the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. In that day a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made each one for himself to worship, to the moles and to the bats. 
Now, I don't know if Shaliti cast them to the moles or the bats, but she cast them from her life. She was convicted. She told me that she set out to fast for her friend, but God used the fasting to draw her to himself. Uh, so, we took fasting for three days for her and uh, we prayed for many things. We prayed together and on that, on that fasting, we, we actually started for her recovery, for, the, for her exam. That fasting started with her name and that fasting ended with all the things that I hate, idols, and God revealed everything from Isaiah chapter about the idols. And I throwed everything. Uh, actually, we took for her, but God used that fast to more, get more closer to him. God is remembering me. God is remembering that in that fasting you just take it out and throw. throw. I throw and we took fasting within 15 days. Uh, she got results, sir. She threw away all of her idols and committed her trust solely on the Lord Jesus. You know, God's word makes us to stand. But when God comes and rewards our obedience, oh, wow, that really strengthens us. The girl, her friend, was healed from Bell's palsy. And when it came time for her to take her final exams, she needed a 55.5 to pass. You know what her score was? 55.6. Shaliti became a committed Christian. She had seen so many evidences of God's love and God's comfort and God's care, she was able to stand for him. And on one hand, you might think, this isn't such a challenge. I mean, after all, she's no longer living in India. She is abroad in secular Eastern Europe. Freedom of choice. There's no pressure from society or family to keep her enslaved in a Hindu worldview. But that isn't exactly the case. So many Asians, especially from India, are attending universities in Eastern Europe and former Soviet cities that they form their own kind of subculture. And all of Shaliti's friends were Hindu. Shaliti had straddled the worldview fence, so to speak, continuing to speak and act like a Hindu while secretly harboring a knowledge of Jesus. Now in her third year as a student in Kharkov, Shaliti publicly committed to Jesus. And it did indeed bring a persecution. She told me that many in her community and culture shunned her, and many slandered her on social media. Her brothers learned of her conversion and have ceased to communicate with her. They who live godly will suffer rejection. You might think that social persecution would be enough to refine spiritual gold. But I shouldn't have to remind you where this story is going. Shaliti is a student in Ukraine. She lived in Kharkov. Kharkov became a primary target a year ago for the Russian army. It is the second largest city in Ukraine after Kiev. And Kharkov lies only 25 to 30 miles from the Russian border. Kharkov should have been taken easily, but it wasn't, and so instead it was bombarded heavily. Shaliti sent me a 10-second video that she took from her dormitory window on February 24th last year. 
in which a missile strikes very near her. And when I saw the smoking buildings in the video, it reminded me of the World Trade Center on 9-11. I've posted a photo from that video on the webpage, cupofgoodnews.org. But the good news is God's glory and his hand on this young lady. Just days previous to the Russian invasion, Shaliti had a dream that she was buying a ticket to go back to India. By phone, she told her mother how vividly she experienced this dream. And her mother was quite upset. Why would you be coming back to India? You have one more year to finish. What can this dream mean? Of course, Shaliti did not know. But it was only a matter of days before she joined thousands of refugees fleeing west. And then, of course, she knew. Some of her Hindu friends cursed her, saying, these things are coming on you because you have denied our, your gods. But Shaliti did not seek the idols of her past. Instead, she read Psalm 91 during this time and found comfort in the shadow of the Almighty God. By the time she arrived in Kiev, the airport was closed. Her group made their way to Lviv and finally to the Hungarian border. She told me the Hungarian people were lined up in the villages and in the city streets giving out free food for incoming refugees. She said it was wonderful, homemade, high-quality food. She praised the Lord for sending such provision to helpless foreigners during their exodus. God providing for people fleeing oppression kind of has a familiar ring to it, doesn't it? It's hard for us to imagine such chaos and such uncertainty that war brings, but of course you've seen it in the news. One day, Shaliti and her group luncheoned at an outdoor cafe. When they left, she inadvertently left her handbag. The handbag wasn't so valuable, but it contained all the passports and travel documents of her group. They had been 10 to 15 minutes gone from the cafe when a young man could be heard running and hollering in Hungarian if anyone had seen a group of Indians. Shaliti was overwhelmingly grateful for his effort and how he had worked to overtake them. Without those passports, travel would have been impossible and expenses would have become unbearable. Eventually, Shaliti returned to India. Again, friends and acquaintances accused her God. How can you trust in a God when now your education is ruined? and your opportunities have been cut short. But by now, Shaliti has enough experiences to help her stand. She did not know what God had in store, but by now she knows he is a good shepherd and he has something planned for her. There's more to her story, but to wrap up this cup of good news, Shaliti is in Tbilisi, the capital of the Republic of Georgia. She has picked up her medical studies right where they left off. God never put me in a shame. The time when I should complete studies, at that time only I am going to com complete my studies. My God will never, never, never uh, do uh, any any uh, uh, any bad to me. And you are thinking uh, I should uh, my studies are wasted. No, my my studies I am continuing in Georgia. Surely my degree is valid and.
through my testimony surely he will i will glorify him and i was uh, giving a testimony to to my relatives who said your god is uh, your because of your god you are uh, you are suffering a lot but because of my god now i am here in georgia because of my god i am com- i am going to complete my studies in correct time for those of you who get a cup of good news regularly from this podcast You may remember the series on Dr. Lenny in February 2022. It was Dr. Lenny who introduced me to Shaliti. And Shaliti today is attending the fellowship where Dr. Lenny's husband is pastor. Shaliti knows a living God, and she knows him as Father and Savior. Once during our interview, she got to talking about the rejection she has faced from relatives and friends. But it was not a sorrowful halting. She began thinking about the Lord's provision and his care and his protection for her. And her reflection on God moved her. God is revealing everything. God is loving me. And why I should worry about the worldly people? Even if they refuse, let them refuse. But I'm praying for them. Surely God should open their eyes. These are the things, these are the small things making me more close to God, sir. These are the things. God revealing to me that that making me to stand more more with God and the dawning to noonday bright and Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth the kingdom of love and Many times I offer my drinkers, uh, or my listeners, an opportunity to financially support one of the preachers featured on this podcast. And during this ongoing war, many of our Ukrainian national preachers are in the thick of tremendous needs. So I'm encouraging people to donate to Gospel Link's Ukrainian relief effort. But you know what Shaliti asked for? Her mother has trusted in Christ and asked Jesus for forgiveness but her father heretofore has not. Shaliti asked for intercession on behalf of her father and her father's salvation. He is not a particularly proud man. He is semi-crippled from childhood polio. Under a karma-based system, he did not receive sympathy or help growing up. But to leave the gods of his culture to follow the god of his daughter is a step he has not been willing yet to make. Shaliti is praying for that. Would you do the same this month? God is saving Hindus and revealing himself to them as the one true God. And that, my friends, is good news. Ah.